Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me. This week, we've been going through Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms, just like last week, but we're towards the last half of this, Psalm uh, 68 through 150, and we are looking at uh, how we uh, apply theological truths to our life. Today, we're looking at devotion questions, and uh, I really want to focus on four major questions that came up in my reading uh, this week. And remember that when we're studying the Bible, we want to ask, what is the context of the passage? What's going on in in the Psalms? And and sometimes this can be tough because uh, the Psalms are not linked, really, uh, chapter to chapter. Sometimes they may deal with one topic or another topic, and, and they're not really really linked together uh, in a contextual flow, but each psalm in its own context deals with the impact of a culture. Uh, when most of the psalms are being written, it's during the time of David or even Solomon. Some of the psalms, I believe, are written even af- uh, a few hundred years after them with the uh, release of Judah from captivity, the Jews coming back in during the time of Nehemiah and Ezra. So we've got hundreds of years that span, and so there's an impact of the culture upon the writings. And then we ask, how does this passage point us to Christ? So uh, usually uh, we look at these questions, devotion questions, uh, to lead our family and our small groups through. And I'm going to ask that you do that, that you spend some time uh, focusing first for yourself personally, uh, and then you can meet with your family and small group and ask, how how does this script, or do these scriptures uh, even affect my practice uh, of, of Christianity? So let's jump in and let's dive in. And I really want to begin with our first psalm that we read even yesterday, Psalm 72. Psalm 72 is a psalm of Solomon. So uh, in in this uh, chapter, you can understand the, the author and get a little bit of insight. And really what he writes, uh, we get, we, we understand why Solomon would write something like this. If you know the story of Solomon, a young man who comes to power and he prays when God says, hey, I'll give you anything you ask, what would it be? And he prays for wisdom. Well, this is the very psalm, or this is the very thing he asked for in Psalm 72. Listen to the very first verse. It says, Give the king your judgments. Now, I, I want you to think about this, and this matters to me even right now as I'm contemplating this particular psalm. Uh, Solomon says, I need wisdom. I need judgment. I need an ability to make wise decisions on your behalf. He says, and your righteousness to the king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and you're afflicted with justice. So here's my question for us. When have you recently prayed for wisdom about a particular situation? One in which you had to... uh, in a sense, reign in righteousness. It may be in your business. It may be in your family. Maybe at uh, church. Uh, may just be in certain uh, aspects of your life that you have authority over. When's the last time that you prayed, God, give me wisdom? Or do you try to make decisions on your own without God's help? Well, the psalmist Solomon shows here that every decision we make needs to be made with wisdom. 
For instance, I'm here right now in New Orleans at the Southern Baptist Convention. We meet two days a year together. I think altogether we've got mm, about 12,000 messengers, almost 15,000 people here altogether. And as I consider people coming together to make decisions, what if we really took Psalm 72 and prayed, God, give us your judgments I mean, we are a royal priesthood. We have authority in certain ways spiritually. God, grant us judgment. Show us how we need to live. And look at verse 17. Here's the purpose of that, the purpose of this prayer. May his name endure forever. May his name increase as long as the sun shines. And let men bless themselves by him. Let all the nations call him blessed. So I want you to consider that. When's the last time you recently prayed for wisdom? As we move to a couple more psalms, we see that Psalm 73, the psalm of Asaph, and and 84, uh, and I mentioned that uh, psalm yesterday, encourage the believer to join in with God's people in corporate worship. Consider Psalm 73, Asaph talks about entering into the sanctuary. Psalm 84 talks about how lovely are your dwelling places. And and we see this corporate worship even implied there. And so, uh, so I want you to ask this, would you consider yourself to be an active participant in corporate worship? Why or why not? So, so think about that. I, I want you to honestly engage. I, my question is not, do you go to church? In fact, I, I, if you know me, you know I really don't like that phrase, going to church, because we are the church. But the church, the ecclesia, is known as an assembly, that we gather together. And, and I'm not asking if you gather. I'm asking, are you an active participant? Do you actively sing together? Do you actively engage in the Word? Do you actively give? Do you actively support? And, and then do you actively grow with the church, not in just a meeting time, but but throughout just doing life with one another. So consider that question, and why or why not? How would you answer that question? Another question I have for you is Psalm 103 includes the famous phrase, I was reading it this morning, bless the Lord, O my soul. And when, when I read something like that, I realize that the, the author there, the writer there, the psalmist, is talking to himself. And so can we see the psalms not only as prayers to God, but also reminders for ourselves? He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's, he's telling his soul, he's telling himself, bless the Lord. In whatever situation you find yourself in, bless the Lord. So really, what reminders do you need? For encouragement and obedience. Are there times that you have to stop and reassure yourself uh, of some things or encourage yourself of some things or ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of some things? Bless the Lord, O my soul. Consider those things. Finally, um, when I look at Psalm 121, which is included in those Psalms of Ascent, I have studied it and love it so much. Um, one of the descriptions of our Lord is the one who does not sleep nor slumber. And here's just a practical question that I have for you today. Are you currently at rest, peace, in knowing that Christ never sleeps? I, I want to ask that again. I want you to really pay close attention, answer this question, and ask those in your family and small group. Are you currently at rest? sleeping 
knowing that Christ never sleeps? Or do you, the flip of that would be, do you constantly uh, grow wearied and wearisome and tired and exhausted because you're trying to work things out because you really don't trust that God's in control? It's a very important question, one that I've had to even ask recently. So think through that question. Think through these questions today. And as we close out our uh, time together, our episode, today we want to look at our scripture memory verse. And it's found in one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 139, verse 14. David writes, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Now, that's just so good. I think it bears repeating. Uh, just walk through this with me. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My heart and my prayer today is that you would know you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And Christ has remade us, recreated us because of his sacrifice for us. I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.